Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the CBS and Play It Network. And I am extremely excited today because we have Brian Kramer. And Brian is one of the world's foremost leaders in the art and science of sharing. And he's been credited with instigating the human-to-human business movement in marketing and social media. Now, that's a pretty big deal. And some of you are wondering, sharing, okay, I I learned how to share when I was a kid. And uh, this whole human-to-human thing, isn't that what we do? We we do human-to-human. But life is changing right now. People are hiding behind computers. Uh, The business is being transacted where many times you, and I use the word transacted because it's not even an interaction. It truly is a transaction between uh, company-to-company or person to company, but there's this uh, website or or some type of technology that is really standing in the way of that human-human relationship. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. Brian's latest and greatest book, it's actually just coming out. He's going to definitely talk about that, and and that's Shareology, how sharing is powering the human economy overview. And so, Brian, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. We've got a lot to talk about in a short period of time, so we're going to get right into it. Welcome. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Well, I am excited you're here, too. So real quick, let's get a little background on you. Just give us the overview. Who is Brian? Where'd you come from? And how did you end up uh, where we are today? Yeah, man. Uh, so, I live in, uh, and actually I was born and raised in San Jose, California, and um, still live here. I went away to school in Arizona, but the, the, the short story is I basically worked my way through uh, marketing and, and uh, advertising agencies. Um, and so one of, the, one of the biggest things that I've, I've really enjoyed is the digital uh, perspective, and so I really focused on that over the years. And, um, and in doing so, it, it really helped me to shape um, what I wanted to do in my own uh, career, which was start an agency with uh, my my partner Courtney Smith, 14 years ago, and we started an agency called Pure Matter, which has been um, you know really uh, you know like every business in its ups and downs, but in the in the latter years it's been doing really well, and and we're really excited um, to be here. So uh, yeah, we work with lots of nice big companies, as you know, with IBM and. Uh, Cisco and companies like that. So we're small we're, companies, uh, yeah. Great we're work. just small yeah. companies, yeah. <laughs> but do you work with any small companies? <laughs> Truthfully, do you work with anybody small? Um, yes, but not through Pure Matter. So we have four different businesses, and I've got uh, one of the businesses um, that actually I coach personally. Um, and so I take just a handful, just to select few on, and we'll work with them um, to one-on-one, um, just to work with, uh, you know, be, be able to stretch my my um, you know knowledge and skill set, just so that I'm not just constantly working, you know, with the team. I like to work directly with people too, so that helps me do that. So yes, that, that, that sounds that like the human-to-human side of what you're uh, all about. Yeah, totally, totally. It's. It's a lot of fun when you get to work with people, right? But when you're start, you start to take a step back, and you're you're buried in the the administrative aspects. It can start to pull back. So I turned that around about six years ago, and and have stepped away from the admin side and start working with people again. 
Great, great. So that's a little background on you and your company. Let's talk about your book. This book's coming out. It's called Shareology, How Sharing is Powering the Human Economy. Uh, talk us, to us about it. I mean, it's, first of all, I love the title, Shareology. What is Shareology, and what's the background on this book? Yeah, so um, just before I get into the, the background on the – well, the, the, the definition of the book, the, the background is really around um, what started for me actually 10 years ago when I started actually talking about human-to-human. Um, I didn't realize that, um, you know, here we are 10 years later that um, – or actually it was nine years later, so about a year ago that uh, while standing up on stage – um, a lot of what I had been working on was finally going to take off, and it did. It was like all that hard work really took off, and it went viral. Like human to human, over the next 48 hours, um, actually got over 80 million impressions. It was translated into 15 languages. It had over 2,000 um, blog posts written about it in the in a period of two weeks. So wow. obviously, and this is was, your first it, book, Human to Human. That's right. That's Human to Human, and and this has to do with. Shareology to, to answer your question because um, I actually was already working on Shareology, but Human to Human was a surprise baby. So I set Shareology down um, and worked on Human to Human, got it out in, in actually under, under under a week. It's a really short book, actually, 80 pages. And um, uh, I, I worked on it just to get the message out and to get some of the highlights of what it was that human to human was all about. After all, and what you just said was exactly right, human to human is something we've always had. It's just become more prevalent right now because of everything we're facing in technology and social media and what does this all mean for us. Yeah, it's so, refreshing um, to have a human to human interaction. And sometimes, in some cases, it's even surprising to have a human to human interaction. Totally, right? It's one of the things that um, we're almost missing. And, you know, Faith Popcorn um, coined it in 1984. It's called the cocooning effect. Actually, wrote, wrote about this in uh, Shareology. We are, we're all headed towards this place where we can order everything, um, you know, online and have it delivered to us. There isn't anything that we need to go outside for. And most of us are, are not most of us, but a lot of us have the ability to even work from home. Um, and so there's really less and less and less ability to have to interact with humans in person. So I think it's, it's one of those things where we're going to have to start to stretch ourselves and push ourselves to actually maintain that, that personal connection. Well, I think it's a good but, idea because it's, uh, it's like uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say you have to write a thank you note, a personal handwritten thank you note to everyone, but it's the lost art, they say. Um, and when you receive a thank you note from someone, you go, wow, that's really cool. And by the way, I say that, and I'm guilty of sending email thank yous and uh, <laughs> picking up the phone and saying thank you. But I will—I have a good excuse, Brian. I have a really good excuse is that nobody can read my handwriting. It is really bad. You know, I, I, I type like a fiend, but when it comes to writing, I don't understand why. I just can't write where people can read. I could barely read my own writing, so maybe that's my excuse <laughs> for the less than human-to-human -human, uh, written thank you note. But no, it is. That's, it's refreshing to have that human-to-human -human experience, that people-to-people -people experience. And, you know, how cool is it when uh, you call a company and somebody answers a phone and, and you go, wow, I was expecting... Uh, to leave a message. I was expecting, I, I'm, I was, I'm surprised I'm talking to a person. <laughs> yes, and you know, um, 
it's what it's also we have so many different options. Um, you, you talked about um, having bad handwriting for thank you notes, and you're not alone on that. Um, what, you know, I, I do thank you notes as videos. Um, so I, I will actually probably after this radio show, I'll probably do a, a video, a thank you video just for you and send it to you. It'll be short. It'll be, you know, 15, 20 seconds, um, and send it to you. But it's, it's the, it, I don't think it, it's, it's any more around the traditional methods. It's just the fact that you're personalizing a message for right. someone. So, and, and by the way, that's, that, that is a, a key, the word personalization. So if I send you an email that's thanking you, and I mentioned something about our conversation that we had. I've just taken a standard generic thank you in an email. Hey, thanks, great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. But I personalized it. By the way, what technology are you using for that video? Are you using iJot or something similar to that? Yeah, you know, I just started using a service called, it's kind of an interesting name, it's called Bomb Bomb. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know Bomb Bomb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can do it on your phone. It has an app. You can click, uh, do the video and, and send it, and then it, it shoots it out in an email to the other person. And it's really cool. So what does this cost? Good question. I don't know. I bet um, you it's really – and the reason I say this is – and I bring it up. It's really – inexpensive. Uh, I like, think it is. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do, and, and I've been using iJot and I've looked at BombBomb because there's a, a little bit different interface and it allows you to do some other things if you wanted to send group emails too. But if you can imagine this, if we get off the telephone and I just, I'm in front of my computer, I have a webcam or I'm in front of my smartphone and I just turn it on, I do a quick little video that says, hey Brian, Thanks so much. You are a great guest today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for your time. I look forward to our next time we get together. Boom. Done. Now, the reason, I and, and by the way, it sends it to you. It's in video format. You open it up. You go, hey, that's cool. And the reason it's cool is because not many people are doing it yet, even though it's it's widely available. But here's the key. Even if it costs 50 bucks for a year for this app, how much are you going to pay for a thank you note? You're going to have to pay for the thank you note, write the thank you note, put it in an envelope, stick it a st- stick uh-huh. a stamp on it, get to the mailbox or, or whatever. And you know what? Uh, and, and by the way, save a tree, use video. <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's a personalized human-to-human connection, even though it's using technology. That's exactly right. And you know, this last weekend, I, I actually tried it on my 10-year-old, well, now 11-year-old son. It was his birthday on Sunday. And we we went out and did paintball with everybody, and I can't with his friends, and I can't get, ever get him to do thank you notes because it's the uh, bane of his existence as it is for every single child. So I gave him the option to do exactly what you just said with all thank you notes and and mail them himself, or we can take videos and shoot it out. And he 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 picked wisely, which was good. And we sat there, and it, I, it literally took a three minutes. To personalize, uh, and he said, "Thank you for my gift card, and I really appreciate you coming today." And that was it. And he said their name in the, in the video, so it was like this really nice short thing. And we sent it out to each one of them. We got responses just, I think, almost from everyone, if not everyone. Um, I think it was just about everyone that, that uh, responded back and said, "Wow, yeah, thanks for having me." I mean, it was just like totally unexpected. So this is his. It can be kind of fun, you know. It can turn it into a more of a more pleasurable experience. Because thinking you know, it's tend to be not something you look forward to. 
Right. I think, uh, well, I think thank you note is a nice touch to receive. It's uh, some people like me, because I recognize I look at this this chicken scratch on a piece of paper. All right, but we're getting off the subject. We're going to be talking <laughs> in, in just a few minutes. We're going to come back after a short break. I want to talk more about the shareology. If you want to throw some more information in there about human to human, I think it's great. It's an 80-page book, so it sounds like it's something you'd read in probably under an hour. Um, that, be, be, that's human to human. Is that's human to human, yeah. right. Give us a quick, yeah. uh, give us two or three like gems from the book, and then we'll take a short break, come back, and we'll talk about shareology. From uh, from Cheryl. From human, no. Give us some gems from human to human. Oh, got it. Yeah. So uh, on human to human, I talk about um, the six characteristics of, um, of 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 any human and how they apply. So connection, significance, variety, certainty, growth, and contribution. And um, so when you apply three or more of those to um, any campaign or marketing or even business uh, decision that you're doing. The likelihood of the audience actually being um, addicted in a positive way towards your business or your personal brand is extremely likely. Um, so, so um, again, those are can, and these are actually used before by people like Tony Robbins and other people that have actually come up with these six characteristics of humans. So I've just basically adapted them to uh, to business and marketing. Great. So and give us those six. Give us those six yeah. again. Con- connection. Connection. Significance uncertainty, uh, certainty, growth, and contribution. Excellent. All right. Great idea. Great thought. So if you can pull three of those together, uh, you're on your way to creating some type of an addictive response to your product or your service. Give us another quick one. Yes. Um, human to human is built on three pillars. So if you can get these three uh, kind of pillars throughout the whole book, you will understand what it's like to be the most human brand you possibly can. So those three pillars are empathy. And as I'm going through these, think about a brand that you know that is empathetic. And now think about a brand. So the next one is simplicity. Think about a simple brand. I, I, like a lot, I get a lot of times Apple. And now think about a brand that is imperfect. So the, the last one is imperfection. So when you think about an imperfect brand, probably like, the NFL <laughs> or, uh, you know, the airlines or, or retail industry. I mean, it's just, it's all across the board for imperfection. Um, now, the, the, um, the thing here and what the book is really all about is how do you embrace each one of those? Because when you can embrace empathy, embrace simplicity, embrace imperfection, then people tend to forgive you or they tend to like you more because you are being more human. And that's what we do as people. We, when we start to embrace these things in ourselves, people start to gravitate towards us. So if you take empathy, simplicity, and perfection and combine all three into one, there is hardly, if not any brand out there that does that. So take and think about these things, these three things, and embrace them, all three, into your brand and watch how people start to, start to lean towards your brand. And, and who, and who are some happen. of these that use all three? No, it's, it's really rare. There, I, in fact, I haven't come up with one yet. Um, I, there are plenty of them that use two of the three or one of the three, but I have not, and I challenge every audience that I haven't had an audience come back and tell me one that they think embraces all three. So I'd love to hear from your audience to see if, um, if they can come up with one. Okay. Who uses two out of three? 
Um, two out of three might be um, Amazon. Amazon is uh, is both empathetic towards their audience. Um, you know, they they I return just about everything, if not everything. Um, they're really easy to work with, uh, um, and they're also the most complex yet simplistic business. I mean, if you think about like how easy it is to order something and how fast it gets to you, and then how empathetic it is to return it, they've really captured that part of the business. Right. It's amazing. So, um, and simplicity doesn't mean easy. It just means it's simple for the customer. And and you might spend a year coming up with uh, something that's simple for the customer. And I, I love talking about simplicity. So great ideas. The three pillars, empathy, simplicity, imperfection. Uh, and I think the imperfection makes you human. And to err is human. To, forgot, to forgive is divine. And I think that uh, maybe that imperfection uh, allows you to be human and be real. But also, it's the way you handle the imperfection. I don't know of a company that's perfect. And if you think about the best companies in the world uh, who are known for great customer service, it's not that they're flawless. It's that they, are, uh, they have a system in place and trained people who know how to handle imperfection, if you will. All right. We are uh, due for a quick little break. So let's go ahead and do that. When we come back, we're going to talk to Brian Kramer about Shareology. You are listening to Amazing Business Radio. My name's Chef Hyken. Don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on CBS and Play It. We're talking with Brian Kramer, who is an author and an entrepreneur and a businessman extraordinaire. I met Brian, oh, not that long ago uh, at a conference when we were working for one of his clients. Small company. Uh, can't tell you the name of this company, but their initials are IBM. Okay, well, that kind of gives you a clue as to who they are. But, Brian, great to have you back here. And we're going to talk now, and we, we have been talking about Human to Human, your first book, short little book, 80 pages. I assume you can pick that up on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, it's up on Amazon and, and all the other e-stores, e-book stores. Great. Well, let's talk about Shareology because that's the big hot one right now, how sharing is powering the human economy. Uh, so talk to me about it. What is Shareology? Yeah, so Shareology is really um, a, a body of work that I've worked on over the last several years, as I mentioned before, and it's one of the um, one of the, you know it's one of the things that I, I spent some time thinking about because um, I, I think you said this in your intro. We really have never learned to share other than in kindergarten. I mean, there's no class that you take on sharing. There's no, um, you know, maybe the closest you can get to is a communications degree or speech degree in uh, in college or or, or in, uh, masters. But there's no actual uh, classes, and I hope that they're coming. I hope this is kind of a spark to that. But um, but with the with the um, the dawn of the social era, everybody has been uh, pushed to their limits to figure out how they're going to share, what they're going to share, um, in a different way. In a, in a digital way, which has completely changed, you know, everything. Like, um, there's, 
there's a there's a, um, a a mindset shift when you think about just even texting. Texting has changed our language. Um, I talked to a ling- linguistics prof- uh, professor who um, who said that we have we have become more human in the way that we're texting because our th- because we're using our thumbs first of all and second of all when we t- uh, trend we we uh, <laughs> I'm so excited about this I can't I'm tripping over my words when we start to uh, use texting it starts to make it faster because we want to make it shorter and so we start to use shorter words and now we're changing our language to lol and R-O-F-L and all these acronyms. So as we start to change our language, so do our patterns, so do our habits. Now all of a sudden we're using these acronyms in real life, like in, in front of each other. So as our language changes and uh, so so does our business. Uh, the businesses out there also need to change their pattern and need to change their language, and they haven't. That's the biggest weakness of all and most businesses. They need to come back and actually start changing their language to match the consumer or the customer. Well, isn't that, so I they, mean, that's what uh, marketing is all about. I mean, it's it's talking to the customer in their language. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so that's the only can, way you're going to resonate with me. If you send me a message and, you know, that's that's not the way I talk, that's not the way I look, that's not what I do. Uh, you're missing your mark. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you can see, I, I, I can see how uh, the language is changing. The way we communicate is changing. We now try to not only text and use uh, acronyms and short words and uh, misspellings just to make things shorter, but we try to, in many cases, do this in 140 characters or less. Exactly. You know, yes. That's another sure, technology, sure. but that's the way people are communicating. Can I get my message to you in under 140 characters? Short form content is becoming more prevalent and useful. We all don't have time, but the amount of content that's out there to consume it, unless it's shorter. Great. So one of the things that we are going to have to do as businesses is start to focus on the language that we use. What is the format? How short is it? Where is it going to live? All of these things. And it starts to take on a much different definition for everyone when you start to look at the language of what we're driving. So uh, that's cool. So how does this tie to shareology? Because we've not, I know, isn't this great? Squirrel, uh, we're going, we're chasing something here. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about sharing and I was thinking, Gosh, you know, we are going into this concept of, you know, you learn it when you're a kid. You learn to be nice and friendly and share, and that's a good thing to do. And I think the best companies today have figured out to the way to use the technology that's available to share content, to share good, useful information. By the way, many times not expecting anything in return. Sure, hoping for goodwill and recognizing, and I believe it's like the law of reciprocity. The more you give, the more you get. So if I'm, uh, and I'll even use uh, Coca-Cola is a great example of this. I saw a great Coca-Cola commercial, and I know it was a commercial that was made just for YouTube, which means it cost a lot less money to produce, and they didn't have to pay for space. And this commercial was seen by hundreds of thousands of people, of which I know uh, probably not all of them buy Coca-Cola products, but they all enjoyed uh, it. And, and, and Coke was just putting this out there for the world to see. Of course, you know, benefit, sure. It's good marketing. It's good branding. It's good positioning. But isn't that, you know, everything we do may have and may serve that dual purpose. But I believe the more you give, the more you get. 
Is reciprocity part of this whole shirology concept? It is, um, but I actually take it a little bit of a step further and talk more about give, 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 and it goes on forever, and then you maybe get. Um, so it, it's this, um, you know, if if online you're going to keep track of everything that you give out, um, if you don't and you don't get back, it's probably going to be a little bit harder. This isn't like a, a, a one-to-one relationship in the digital world. Um, so content is 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 uh, is a great example. We're building all this content out there, um, whether we write blogs or we're putting out uh, podcasts or whatever it is. If, if we have a listener that listens for a year and doesn't give anything back, are we going to tell them to stop listening? No. You know. So um, yeah. So that's it's it's not exactly about just reciprocity. It's about giving, and eventually maybe something happens, and it will. I think it will. Uh, most, if not all the time, but it may not happen with that particular person. Um, it could happen with just about anyone. It's, it's, it's the funnel. It's the sales funnel we all work towards. But just just to go back, I know that we keep uh, dancing around shareology, and you and, you and I are having so much fun about, around these topics. But just to uh, define it, it is the art and science of sharing. So the book is what, where, when, how, and why people and brands share, just to put it very succinctly for your, your audience. And so the book covers everything that uh, runs the gamut of sharing. And, um, and I have plenty of case examples in there about uh, small business, enterprise, personal brands, um, examples of um, you know what I'm talking about here with linguistics. I've broken down um, basically the six types of sharers um, that, and how do you target the different sharers that are out there. Um, and I can, I can actually, I can go through that with you now if you want. Yeah, um, I mean, so you just said something interesting. You're targeting sharers as opposed to being the share. Yes, because here's why. Um, in, um, and this was something big that I that I learned actually at my TED talk. Um, the TED talk that I gave, I was really honored to give last November, was called "How Sharing Can Reimagine Your Future." And um, I, for the first time up on stage, I was allowed at a, at a TED Talk. Um, they don't allow mobile phones in the audience ever at any TED. And, um, and we got them to agree to do this. And so we put up on stage um, this image. And the image said, um, I, I want to help reimagine um, my future. And then they would tweet that image out with a, te- a piece of text, uh, sorry, a, a piece of content that would share their way of how they can reimagine their own future. And we had people around the world, uh, when that went live, sharing their ideas. And it was great. We, t- we, had, we had a trending globally on, on that, which was great, too, because um, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. So um, uh, one of the things that we found out of that, when we started to pull all the data in, is that there was... Um, if you, look, if you think about this in terms of like clusters of people in each 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 country, um, we were able to pull in these visual maps so we could see all the dots of all the people that shared in this experiment. And each of those dots were people that had shared out um, on the hashtag sharing inspires. So we pulled it all in, and what we could see is that there were pivotal points in each country where the influencers were sharing on that topic and spreading it to the rest of the country. So there were people that were more magnified or able to magnify than anyone else. So here's the thing. If we are able to target the people that this that a message resonates with more than we are 
the world at once in a big blast, we're gonna, our money is going to go towards um, a, in a much better way. We're going to be able to, to amplify in a greater way. My, there's no way that my 120,000 Twitter followers can spread something faster than 10 people with 100,000 followers each. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So you're you're really looking at the influencers, for lack of a better term, uh, that are your biggest sharers. Yeah, I am, and I'm also saying that everyone's an influencer in something. Right, right. So cool. Well, that's very, very cool. So you were, uh, I want to make sure we went through this because you said you were going to go through, were there six of them? Yeah. Uh, the six types sure. of shares. You got it. Um, so the first one's altruists. The altruists are the ones that share something around a specific category. So they may share something just on finance or just on sports. So they're very dedicated to that topic, and that's just about all they share. The second one is the careerist. The careerist is somebody who wants to see their uh, their own career um, go up. They want to they want to advance, and so they are helping to become most likely thought leaders in their space, whether it's online or offline. It's an ability to and a desire to want to see your career advance, and so you share based upon that. The third one is hipster. The hipsters are people that are the first time to try something out and share it with someone else. So, um, you know, the first person to get an Apple Watch and share it out probably is a hipster. You know, um, uh, if you think about Robert Scoble, he's a total hipster. So it's not just age-defined. Um, Robert Scoble likes to be in front of the first technology that happens, um, or especially at startups, so that he can help spread the word. So people are the first um, – so this can also be millennials, too, because I think millennials are very much in this category. Um, number four is a boomerang. The boomerang is somebody who throws out a question and waits for the response so they can reply back. Um, this can also be a troll. A troll will also throw out a question simply to wait so they can pounce back on you. So there's a good side and a bad side to the boomerang. Is it, so troll's not a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely not a good thing, but there is a there is a light side and a dark side to that word boomerang. So um, uh, just to be clear, sure. Uh, number number five is the connector. The connector is somebody that gets uh, that, and I, I like to think of myself as a connector. And honestly, I think you're a connector. Um, I, I think that um, you know a lot of us are, but I like to focus on this, and that's that. This is about. Um, helping one or more people to connect to each other. Right. So um, whether it's online or offline, we like to connect people. Number six is a selective, and this is an interesting one because I think a lot of people are, will, will identify with this one. A selective is somebody that um, may not share a lot. They selectively pick things and may even share it behind the scenes. They may private message you or selectively email it to you. But this is going to be kind of your observer category. Or even I've heard that we've all heard the term uh, lurker. Um, so this is the, the category where people tend to observe what's going on and, and not take action too much. It doesn't sound like any of them are really bad. Um, you know, I, I, I went, as you were going through this, uh, I found, I, I felt, you know, yeah, I am a connector in many ways, but uh, I'm also an altruist in that I 
tend to, other than this radio show, everything I do is focused on customer service, customer loyalty, and anything related to that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so this is an interesting list. And I'm sure as you went through this, people could identify or self-identify with the different uh, areas of the six. And actually, one thing you just said I want to clarify, you can do more than one. Um, you can bounce around no problem. People do that all the time. Sometimes they're one during the day and a different one at night uh, at home. Um, you know, there's there's no problem doing two or three of them. Um, this isn't meant to be mutually exclusive. Now, the thing about it is that you are probably more inclined to lean towards one. So um, usually I get people who lean towards one but are also several others. And, and also one other thing I wanted to point out is that this was a study done by the Customer Insight Group at New York Times two years ago. So these aren't actually categories I made up. This is built on research that they put together. Good. I love it when it's built on research. Hey, we are listening to Brian Kramer telling us all about shareology, the art of sharing, and the importance of doing so. We're going to take a really short break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Brian Kramer, who is sharing great information about his book, Shareology. And by the way, that was uh, no pun intended. Uh, we love it when our audience or when our uh, guests share with our audience. And there's that word share again, great information. But this time we're learning specifically about sharing, about the different pi- type of people that actually share, about why you as a business marketing to these people want to market to certain types of people that share. And uh, Brian, as I at the break, I'm thinking about this and I'm listening to the six types of shares and you mentioned that I'm a connector, uh, which I think is uh, a compliment. I appreciate that. But you actually engaged me to be one of the people at this recent conference, uh, IBM Amplify. And I would have to imagine that you went through this uh, business model or the six different models that you have or types of shares to determine who you wanted to be on that program with you, sharing information. Is that right? Absolutely. And and we even took it a step further. We used... um, you know, tech, a combination of technology and um, human process, uh, manual labor, <laughs> to um, take a look at what you share. So um, we we basically combed uh, a lot of things that a lot of people different. So we we, we started with this this list, this uh, ma- massive list of people, and then we we uh, used social listening, really, uh, you know, uh, big data to um, hone in on the keywords that we knew resonated with this one conference that we needed to um, uh, connect with on with a certain amount of influencers like yourself. And you shared uh, within that topic. And then the other thing is that you also resonated. So it wasn't just you shared on it, but you also had a, had amplification. People uh, liked what you had to say, and they you had reach because of what you were saying. So it was a combination of the two things that we're able to then take that back, you know, and, and go through that with the team and say, okay, well, here's now we've been, been able to uh, score these and say, okay, here's, here's who we think will resonate. And then that's when we reached out and here we are. 
Wow. So that's and, and by the way, I'm glad that worked out because that's how we met and it was a great connection. All right. So uh, in the short time we have left, let's go back to the book Shirology and and how about uh, uh, the top gems, top takeaways from the book? If you if you know, it, I know the book's a couple hundred pages long. Uh, Give me the meat. What do I want to look for first? If I open this book and I had to go somewhere and learn something right away. Um, you know, the, the one thing I think everyone's going to be interested in, uh, the, probably the most, is the, the sharing uh, formula. Um, I, I basically boiled down the 250 interviews that I did into one single formula on how to share and how to get your, uh, your content shared. And it is a very straightforward formula that when you follow it has a, an extremely high uh, likelihood of getting uh, your content uh, to get to be shared. All right. And, Tell me. Um, I'm interested. I wish I could, but that's one of the things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve for the book. Uh, oh, uh, give me I a hint. That's I, not fair. <laughs> I haven't actually announced it to anybody. Uh, not, not just you. And so uh, that's one of the things. I could talk about a whole bunch of other things, though. All right, well, like give me a takeaway, because we, we went ROI. <laughs> let me give you one. Um, here's, let me give you the emotional reasons that people and brands share. Um, there are six um, emotions uh, that people share, and, the, and there's something interesting out of this, but, but bear with me for just a second. So this is, a, this is actually built from an emotional expert um, that, um, that I was able to uh, – um, work with Paul Ekman. He pulled this out of a, a research um, that I that I drew this from, and and it's fear, anger, sadness, disgust, joy, and surprise. And um, and the interesting thing about these six is that when you share with fear, there is a high likelihood that people will share back in in um, in, in exactly what you have shared in. So in in complete. Uh, fear, they will probably share back with fear. If you share with disgust, there's a high likelihood that they will share back with disgust. So here's the key. You can help control and, and, and harness the way that people will respond to you simply by uh, sharing in one of these six different emotions. And so when you see online, like on Facebook, somebody is sharing all the time with anger or sadness, and, and you stop wanting to share with them, it's because you don't want to share back with the same level or the same tone. Now, or maybe you do, and you're just that kind of person who would like to share back with anger or sadness. So um, this is something more important, although it, it's better expressed for personal brands. It's even more important for your business, because if your business is not sharing anything that's joyful or surprise, or in, in, in the category of surprise, then, then you're probably not um, you're not spreading your uh, emotional sharing out um, and, and utilizing some of these categories. So um, that's one of the, my favorite things there because I think people don't take advantage of, uh, of the emotions of sharing. Oh, that's a great takeaway. And uh, as you were going through these six emotions, and you mentioned, you know, it, it just I, I think the way to to you know, validate this is to go to your Facebook page. Uh, you know somebody, the angry person in your life. Go to their, you know, if they're connected with you, go to their page. Take a look at what their posts are and watch and, and look at the response of other people. You don't see somebody posting something angry and the response being, oh, that's so nice to hear. 
No, it's like you get people caught up in, in it. It's, so, hey, it reminds me of an old quote uh, or an old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, an angry uh, emotion is going to beget more angry emotion. Happy people beget happier people. Sensitivity, uh, sensitive people, you know, probably hang around more sensitive people. So I think it, 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 it ties to it. It's, it's very valid. Great. We got time for one more. So if you were going to give us one idea that we would say, gosh, listening to this show today was so worth it, what would that idea be? You know, I think the biggest thing, and I and we, we stayed kind of high level, but the book does get down in the trenches, and um, and that's also part uh, part of this. And we talked about personalization and and actually reaching out and and um, and connecting with people. So that is the key. If you take anything away from this, um, realize that the the one reason, the single reason that we all share is it can be um, excuse me boiled down to one word, and that's connection. We all want to connect. We all share because we want connection. And so one of the um, one great example, and any business can do this, is, is um, I interviewed uh, the head of social for Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and that, that this is also in there. But I'll, I'll walk you through it just real quickly. They basically, their whole mantra is to, is to use and leverage and build and, um, and educate their community. And so everyone in the uh, processing line of building their ice cream is actually a part of, they see them as part of their community. So um, the creamery, the, um, you know, the people that provide um, the, all the ingredients that goes into the ice cream, uh, including the, da- the, the uh, dairy farms, everyone is, is in their community and they build content around that and stories around each one of those uh, companies that helps to support that. And so that gets people excited and interested in the human nature of the business. Now, what they've done is they've actually taken that now to their external community, and and they started sharing photos of of that process. What they realized is that people were interested in sharing photos back of their euphoric experiences with with their ice cream, their excitable, fun, cool experiences. So with the hashtag hashtag, um, ice cream euphoric, or uh, sorry, euphoric experiences, they, they, um, they went out and had people turn in any kind of experience that they were feeling that made them feel euphoric. It wasn't just about, um, wasn't just about ice cream. It was about just the experience itself. And they took those, Insta- it was all done on Instagram, and they took all those Instagram photos and picked through uh, the top 10 in each community, each city, in, 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 in every state, each major city in every state, and they ran those um, photos from Instagram in their advertising. So they used them for billboards and on, in magazines and in newspapers, and their photos were used alongside their euphoric experiences um, to help um, uh, build the community of Ben & Jerry's. So it, I, now, now this is Ben and Jerry's. I, I get that they're a big business. If there's any small businesses listening, anyone can do that. This is how you build a community. And think about what they did. They actually personalized the experience by choosing people out of the community to help build the campaign. Hence, human to human. These are the words. Human to human. Connection. Uh, shared experiences. They're all rolled into one in this one. So great information. 
Great information. Well, this is Brian Kramer we've been listening to who has this new book, Shareology. Uh, highly recommend it because I think it'll, it, I, it, as much as it's about business, I think it's also about your personal brand and what you do as well. Whether you're at work, whether you're at home, or whether you're running a business, this is a book I think everybody should be interested in getting. You can get it just about everywhere. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, so um, it'll be everywhere. Um, and if you go to shareologybooks.com, uh, it'll guide you to uh, anywhere that you want to buy it. And I'll bet you there's a lot of information you are sharing on shareologybook.com. There is. There's a ton of information. Um, it's uh, chock full, including a video that I made that that actually explains the whole thing. So um, it, it's, it, it has more than you can ever want. And also, uh, I'd recommend just going to YouTube and typing in your name. I guess is the TED Talks going to come up. And uh, I, I love what TED has done. They've created the very, very best of these thought leaders, and they put in the short uh, videos that anybody can sit down and watch in 15, 20 minutes. So I urge everybody to do that as well. Well, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because we have amazing guests like Brian Kramer, who is an author, an entrepreneur, a very successful business guy. Uh, my name's Shep Hyken, and you've been listening to Amazing Business Radio on the CBS and Play It Network. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And remember, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>